0: yo 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 the chips and the Dip is back with another episode i'm ryan white i'm with returning lucas bach and johnson serek is making his first appearance on the chips and the Dip. what is uh how are y'all doing
1: doing good doing good long time fantastic fan. it's an honor John, to it first time
0: john's a long time fan man <laughs> good to have him. um let's just get into it we have a we have a really good episode um March Madness was a crazy weekend. It is actually one of the craziest opening um, weekends in March Madness history. Twelve, maybe thirteen total upsets. which is the most ever in the first two rounds. The best. The everyone was saying the best conference in the in the country was the Big Ten, and they went under five hundred. Um, all the top teams are out. Illinois is out. Ohio State's out. Iowa's out. Um, Wisconsin's out. Michigan State lost in the play-in. Um, There's probably a couple more I'm not naming right now, but that was such a big disappointment for them. Lucas, what are your thoughts on the Big Ten? What went wrong for Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, the top dogs? And everyone was saying Michigan was the weakest one seed, and they're still in the Sweet 16. They had a good win over LSU, but Lucas, give me your thoughts on Illinois, Iowa, and whoever else.
2: Um, for most of the big 10 teams, besides, you know, uh, Iowa and Illinois, which I'll get to later, but for most of the big 10 teams like Michigan state, they just simply ran into a red hot UCLA team. And you see that now as they're still dancing, even though they had to play teams like BYU right after playing Michigan state. So those teams that, that, that was going to be a hard team to beat, but for the teams like Rutgers and Maryland who made it to the second round, they all played pretty tough teams with Houston and, um. Arkansas, I think, but for Iowa and Illinois, really, um, the team that they played Loyola-Chicago and Oregon, um, those are false seedings, really. Uh, First, on Illinois, they played Loyola-Chicago, and everybody knows about their Cinderella run, like, that put them on the map, and they really should not have been an eight seed at all. They should have been hired. There was um, an in-depth way that they ranked teams, not the net or anything. But uh, they had Loyal Chicago as a top-ten team with everything involving defense, offense, transition. But they were a top-ten team. They had no business being an eight seed and matching up with Illinois in the second round. So... And that goes the same for Iowa and Oregon. As you could tell, Oregon was not playing like a seven seed. They should have been much, much higher. And they had a little COVID break, so they didn't get to play as many games and the resume wasn't as good. But when it came down to the um, way that they ranked teams with the in-depth stuff, Oregon was also a top 15 team. So when you get ranked up with teams that aren't in their actual seed and you get ranked up with them so early – that really can put you in a bad spot. And that's just how the Big Ten collapsed. But uh, kudos to Michigan. They're still dancing, repping the Big Ten, even though I really did think they were the weakest team. But, hey, maybe the Big Ten will be good next year.
0: Yeah, I just want to shout out uh, Cameron Crutwig, the big man on Loyola. That man is kind of a beast. He was giving Kofi... He was giving Kofi the bro, I don't I don't know how he was doing it. If you just look at the two of them, you're not gonna think that Koltwig is going to be dominating the game. Yeah. And that man that man's a force. He's their best player. He he's a good passer. I mean he's big. Like Loyola is good. They're they're better than how they were two, three years ago. And yeah, they should have been like a four or five seed probably. But, I mean, I'm not giving excuses to these higher-ranked Big Ten teams. Yeah, they should have played these teams maybe in the Sweet 16 or Elite 8, but come on, you're a one seed, You there should not be an excuse.
2: Yeah, especially for, uh, for Iowa to come out and get absolutely punched around by Oregon. And there's no excuse for that when the tallest dude on Oregon's starting lineup was 6'6", and Luka Garza is 6'11". I just don't <laughs> see – for what reason did Iowa shy away from just absolutely feeding him, even though he did have 36, like why did they f- shy away from feeding him and just not disgustingly give him the ball and open up the entire floor? But
1: Lucas, can you uh, remind me how many points the Iowa guards scored? All
2: oh, um, the three guards that we usually run on our, on, on our, uh, team, C.J. Frederick, Jordan Bohannon, who's a fifth-year senior, and uh, Connor McCaffrey. They all combined for, I think it was zero points, uh, a couple turnovers here and there, but, um, and also at the end of the game, our head coach, Fran McCaffrey, he decided to come out and just now let everybody know that his son, the starting uh, shooting guard, has been playing with two torn labrums in his hips, which, it's just, if you have a Kid with two torn labrums, you have to do what's best for the team. You don't start him, even if he is your kid. There's people off the bench that would put us right in the game, but it is what it is. Uh, Luca Garza is the best player to ever come through Iowa. We'll never see another one of him again. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got.
0: Yeah, so the upsets, I just want to recap some of them. Ohio beat Virginia in the first round, Texas lost to um, Abilene Christian. Uh, Oral Roberts defeated Ohio State. Um, trying to look for – oh, Syracuse got one, but a lot of people didn't think that was going to be an upset, to be honest with you. They're super hot. Oh, my goodness.
2: Same with the uh, Ohio and Virginia one. Those two were the two biggest um, predicted upsets. A lot of people were saying Winthrop and Villanova, but I don't know. Villanova's looking really, really strong right now.
0: They definitely are. And they don't have their starting point guard, Gillespie, but they're getting, they're getting other players to step up. Like Robinson Earl had 22 on Winthrop, but it when, that it was a crazy had, first two rounds.
2: It really was. Uh, I saw a stat. It was um, for the teams left in the Sweet 16, the, the average seed is like 5.80 something, and that's the highest it's ever been, ever. Oh,
0: my goodness. Um. So I'm trying to. I'm looking in the first round of 64. Okay. So the thing is, like these lower seeds never go deep to me. Obviously, because they lack talent compared to these other teams. But also, if you watch them play, the size difference in a lot of these teams, like Ohio and Oral Roberts, they're so tiny compared to these teams. That's why, like, when they get a huge upset against a one or a two seed, they usually lose in the next round. And Loyola doesn't feel like that to me. Like they're they're not a Oral Roberts or Ohio. Like they don't get tossed around like Ohio did against Creighton and Oral Roberts. But I think they're going to lose against Arkansas, but I don't know. They're and
2: not. Loyola Chicago also just went to the Final Four. They're yeah they're yeah. just a different team than most of like the 14, 15, 16 seeded teams.
0: No, definitely. But like I'm just like, specifically Ohio and Oil Roberts, like, they'll get some big wins, but once you start playing, getting further in the tournament, the size difference shows up. Mm. It's just, you have to play perfect every single game.
2: Same with, uh, like, it's not even just about the size, like, when you're a 16 seed, and you, or, not that, when you're more of, like, a 14 or 13 seed, and you take down a top seed, and then you have to play another top seed, soon, like, you teams like that, they, they don't have the depth like the big power five schools do. Like you saw it in the game, uh, who'd Arkansas play in the in, in the second round, do you know?
0: Um, who did they play? They played Texas it, Tech. They won by two. Yeah, Texas Tech. But
2: then it wasn't that I think it was the first round then, but Whichever team, uh, I, I was watching Arkansas, and the game was fairly close. But then at the end, it just kind of started to slip up because
0: – Oh, it was Colgate. It was Colgate.
2: Oh, yep. That's what it was because, um like, Colgate, they just don't have the players to keep up with Arkansas for, the, for all four quarters. Like, that's just always going to be like, yeah. a huge mismatch.
0: John, is there, a, is there a specific game, or who are you favoring to win it all? Is there a game you're looking forward to Sweet 16, or is there someone you're favoring?
1: Well, I had Illinois winning it all in my bracket, um, so that's out the window now. Uh, yeah. In the Sweet 16, I'm looking forward uh, definitely to the Michigan Forest State game. I think that'll be a good game. Also, I'm looking forward to the Arkansas or Roberts game. I still think Or Roberts. I think they're dancing still. I think they're going to go on. For- oh shoot! Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely. I mean, this Sweet 16, all these games look pretty good. I mean. Well, Chicago and Oregon State. Oregon State's been looking pretty good. They have the hand. Syracuse, Houston, also looks pretty good. So, all these games, I feel like all these games can be pretty close. So, this week's this week sixteen is definitely going to be fun to watch.
0: Definitely, I think the only team I really think has an easy, the only two teams I think have easy wins are Baylor and Gonzaga. Honestly, I just see them winning. But then every other team, every other game, I'm kind of torn. Um, Syracuse is super hot. They're playing Houston. That's gonna be a good game. Oral Roberts, Arkansas. That's probably gonna be another good game. Loyola, Oregon State. I'm taking Loyola.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm taking Loyola.
0: Gonzaga is gonna destroy Creighton. It won't,
2: it won't be I, that much of a blowout as you think, though.
0: Nah, I think. It's, I think. I think Gonzaga is on such another level from the entire, the rest of the teams. I think their only close game is going to be against once they play Baylor or Alabama. Yeah. So, I, um, I actually think Florida State's going to beat Michigan. Um, it was a close game with LSU. Michigan's still good, but the liver's injury is going to hurt them eventually. And Florida State's a really good team. Florida State just beat Colorado, who is a solid, They're a nice team, too. But, yeah, then you have Alabama, UCLA, Oregon, USC. There's another Sweet 16 stacked.
2: The USC-Oregon uh, game is going to be probably a top three game of the week. And...
0: Yeah, I, I said that on my TikTok, actually. I said that USC-Oregon is going to be, I think, the game I'm most excited for. Um, They got Evan Mobley on USC-Oregon coming off a huge win against Iowa. <laughs>
2: hey, hey. Oregon is good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys know now. Oregon is very, very good. They are their seed might be a seven, but they're they're playing like a three or four seed. Don't don't be fooled by that.
0: Nah no. Nah. But I'm taking all right, we're just gonna pick who's winning the who's winning it from here. I'm sticking with Gonzaga, obviously. I'm sure you guys are too.
2: Yeah, they, they, they just seem to be on another level. The games really haven't been close for them. But, yeah, it's it's yeah. probably going to be Gonzaga. Come on now.
1: Yeah, I think Gonzaga or Baylor. I mean, Baylor's also been playing pretty
2: good. So. Baylor is starting to get their steam back. They had that long COVID pause in the season. Yeah. And then they came back and they struggled a little. But now it looks like they're getting back to where they were before.
0: Gonzaga is just the way they play basketball. They move the ball. They can slow it down. They can go fast. They have a top-five pick. Jalen Suggs, the point guard. Kisper, who's gonna be a lottery pick, probably. He's the Timmy. best shooter. Yeah, Timmy, the best mustache of all time. Um, Kisper is probably the best shooter in the country. honestly. Um, he's like forty-four percent from three, but yeah. I don't see. I don't see them losing. They're deep, like their experience, yeah. I don't know.
2: Wouldn't. Wouldn't count out uh Florida State to win it all too. They they're Ooh. from the they're from the battle tested SEC. They're deep, their rotation is pretty solid, their guards are nice, just like Baylor's.
0: Oh I, I kinda like that. Right. I think they're a dark horse.
2: For sure. Honestly, I can also
0: see Alabama too. Yeah, Definitely.
2: yeah. They I mean there's only two teams that have won – that won their power five, um, uh, count like tournament championship. And they're still dancing. And that's Alabama. And, uh, um, I just had it. It's Alabama. Yeah. Oregon state. Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. No, it it was Oregon state.
0: Yeah. The beavers.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The beavers
0: they're losing. They're losing uh, to Loyola. Yeah, probably. Um, all right, so we're all sticking with Gonzaga, I guess. Well, actually, both of you had Illinois, but we're not going to talk about that. Um,
2: that that was in my bad bracket. In my actual bracket, I got Gonzaga. And by the way, in the ESPN Tournament Challenge with this bracket, I'm in the top 87%. <laughs> okay. I not think that's good, Lucas. <laughs> lower percents,
1: the better?
2: No, the higher percent. Is it? Yeah, because I have this one bracket where I have Drake winning it all. And uh, I'm in the 0.3%. I, I, have, one, I, I, I have
0: one like that, too, actually. Um, let me look at it. I had I did a random generated. It's 0.3%, too, with Iona winning it. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to move off March Madness in the tournament. NBA trade deadline is tomorrow. I think it's at 3 p.m. or something like that. Um, there's a lot of names Kyle Lowry, Lonzo, Aaron Gordon. Uh, John, what are the latest from you? What do you think is going to happen or what should happen?
1: All right. So we got a couple. Kyle Lowry is a big one. Um, uh, ESPN is reporting the Lakers and Raptors are in talks for Kyle Lowry. Um, you also have North Power from the Raptors. Uh, your boy Aaron Gordon and the Rockets are not having a conversation. Uh, it might be a swap with Aaron Gordon and Victor Oladipo, uh, but Oladipo will get traded right, right away because clearly Magic don't want him. They just want to get assets. You've also got John Collins. Um, Marcus Aldridge is a big one, you know, a couple. I think it was last week or so. Uh, Lamarcus decided, and Lamarcus and Spurs decided to uh, split ways, so Lamarcus is on his way out of uh, San Antonio. Uh, the Heat and Suns are also in contention for that um kelly Ubre jr is also uh from the warriors he might be on his way out and uh as a hornets fan it's i saw a the thing today it said Devontae graham might be uh, out on his way to uh indiana for miles turner i don't know how to feel about that i think i think it'd be good because we have cody zeller and Bismarck Biombo. i mean two decent players but start starting caliber not a chance so I think Miles Turner might be good. Preferably I'd rather give up Malik Monk than Devontae Graham because I think Graham will be better in the long run. Um but we'll see. I mean you can really never I mean there could be so many rumors, but you really have no idea what's gonna happen. No, nah,
0: I actually I actually like that Hornets one and there's it'd have to be Devontae Graham. There's no way they'd take oh,
1: yeah, Malik Monk, But I don't I don't want to see Devontae.
0: Miles Turner with Lomelo and that that'd be Hayward. I mean, that's an upgrade, definitely. All right, our, team
2: so
1: our team is so young, so we're, we're going to be good. Probably in the next two years, we'll probably make a deep platform. Sorry, Matt.
0: No, yeah, Miles Turner is really good. He can stretch the floor. He can defend the rim. I think he's, like, top three in blocks per game. Mm-hmm. The one – the trade that most intrigues me is Kyle Lowry going to either the Heat or the Clippers. If one of those two teams get him, if it's the Clippers first, I think the Clippers would definitely challenge the Lakers when it comes down to it. Um, if they get Lowry, I'm putting them ahead of the Jazz and Nuggets. I don't care about record right now. Um, Lowry's a leader, he's proven it he's exactly what they need. They don't have a point guard who's a playmaking for the rest of the team. And if the Heat get him, we saw what the Heat did last year in the bubble. They got to the finals, they beat the Bucs, they they went through the entire East, basically, but now there's the Nets. I don't think you'd put them over the Nets, but I think it'd make it tough or close. But, yeah, that's me. Also, Lonzo Ball, I think he should stay with the Pelicans, but the Bulls want him. Lucas, you're a Bulls fan. You want Lonzo Ball?
2: I mean, for the right price, if we're going to have to give up Lloyd Markinen, why, like, why not do it? But um, another trade rumor that I saw uh, that I was hearing a little bit out, was Demar Derozan and him leaving San Antonio? I heard a few teams were chipping in on him, and um, I saw he he was looking to go out out east. Which you know it it, it always raises your your ears if you're a Bulls fan. But what well, like could you imagine if Demar Derozan for some reason decides to go to the Nets?
0: Oh, dude! No Man. shot! I... Wow. Well,
1: speaking of. Uh... Not the not but Laurie Marketing. The Suns are also interested in Laurie Marketing. Um, Our feature report reported the Phoenix Suns are trying to trade Jalen Smith and multiple first rounders on a deal around Laurie Marketing. How would you feel about that, Lucas?
2: Uh, I don't really know. I feel like the Bulls, you can only wait so long. Like you, you can only rebuild for so long. You have Zach Levine, Kobe White, Wendell Carter. And I feel like, Z- hey, Zach Levine is a superstar. It's plain and simple. He's a superstar. You build around him. He averages 20-something a game. <laughs> you guys are crazy. But Zach Levine is a superstar. You're supposed to build around him. So I, I feel um, like.
1: No, I'll say, I know. I I mean, you have the pieces. Like You have the young talent. You have the pieces to where you can make something happen. Like trading your young players for more young players, it's just a never-ending cycle, and you'll never get out of that the face. So, I definitely agree with you on that.
0: I actually like the Lonzo ball to the Bulls. I think having Lonzo and Levine in the backcourt is actually really good. Levine's only twenty-six. Lonzo is still young. He's having his best season. He's shooting like thirty-nine percent from three. He's a good defender, great passer, great IQ. I think that fits perfectly. Um, Levine, come on, he's not a superstar. Let's be honest. Let's he be has honest. the
2: holes almost in the playoffs. Come on, now.
0: No, he's a star. He's an all star. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah, come
2: he's he's, he's he's not a Joel Embiid, LeBron. He's not that, but there's, dude,
0: if- there's like ten superstars, and Levine's probably like Levine's probably top seventeen in the league, eighteen, something all like I mean that.
2: Is- if you can pretty much, ke- like, carry a team by yourself to get them no, a game yeah. or two out, out of the playoffs, like, you're, you're
0: a star. No, dude, guy. I'm saying he's really good. He's he's great, but not – I'm just saying not a superstar. Yeah. But definitely the Bulls need to build around him. Um, I think Lonzo would definitely help that. Laurie Markkinen, solid. But I don't think the Pelicans should trade – Lonzo at all. I think they need to build a team better around Lonzo, Ingram, and Zion. Because Zion and Ingram, that is a duo if you keep them. They are they are both all-stars already. Zion's in his second season. Ingram made an all-star last year. They both are capable of averaging over 25 a game. I think you just need to get a better team around them. But Lonzo's a free agent. He's restricted this summer. So maybe that's why the Pelicans don't want to sign him. Because he's going to want to a decently sized contract. So report saying like 20 million a year. I think he's worth 20 million, but nothing more than that. Um, He's still getting better and better. But Uh, once you, if you have Ingram and Zion, it's going to be hard to sign Lonzo and them too. So that's probably why. Um, Oh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron, I don't understand why non all-stars have the ability to request for trades. That's just me. I'm hating, I'm a Magic fan, but he requested a trade last month, or actually in January, and apparently he had second thoughts as of today. But Woj said on ESPN tonight that he still thinks it's going to get done tomorrow. There's probably going to be multiple trades tomorrow, like there always is every year. Aaron Gordon, I mean, he's a good defender. He's not really going to swing anyone's title hopes, honestly. But I think he'd help the Celtics if they were able to keep – most of their—they're not trading Brown and Tatum, but it'd probably be smart in some picks. I think it helped them, but it's not tilting anything. Orlando will get a little of a restart from what they've had, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, are there any other players you guys wanted to get into?
1: I was going to say I got another trade rumor up here. Uh, Lakers are looking to trade Kyle Kuzma to the to the Raptors for Norman Powell. I, I think that's uh, I think that's a
2: pretty interesting trade. I did see a lot of rumors about uh, Norman Powell and him yeah. getting traded, but
0: yeah, I think Kyle Lowry's is going to get traded tomorrow. He probably wants to. Maybe he's a free agent in the summer. He's thirty-five. Um, so it, oh, I think the Clippers should try and do it. I don't know, or the Heat. But then the Heat are probably thinking to themselves they could sign him in the summer mm-hmm. and not give up anything. But I don't know. It's tough. Lowry's a huge piece that if he get like, if the Clippers get him, like they might go to the finals in my eyes.
1: Do so, you know Kyle and Kawhi back together? You know. Yeah,
0: they are they already won one together, <laughs> even though the Warriors were injured, but like they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. Any other big trades? Uh, we can just talk about the the rookie of the year race drop today. The rankings by NBA.com. I it made no sense to me. Lamelo got hurt just the other day. And he fell from one to six. He was the clear favorite. He fell behind Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, um, Sadiq Bay, JaShon Tate. Like how? How does that make any sense?
2: Anthony
0: is probably going to make it a closer competition because he's been balling the last, like, month and a half. Mm-hmm. He's dropped, like, over 25 multiple times. He had a 40-point game. But as of right now, if the rankings are today, how is LaMelo not the one? And if he's not one, he's two, which he's definitely one. But how is he six, John?
1: I don't, I don't understand. We have a pretty good sample size. I mean, we have half, basically half a season of LaMelo. I, I still think, even though he's hurt, he's still the best rookie. Like, being rookie of the year is because you were the best rookie. He is the clear best rookie. Now, Edwards, he has been making a push for it now. And honestly, if, if the Mellon never got hurt, I think it might be a little closer because, like you said, he, Anthony Edwards just dropped, you know, I think it was 42 points. And, I mean, he, he's been doing good. But for him just being injured and dropping from one to six, that makes no sense. You might as well just take him out of our conversation then. There's, there's no point in, in having him in that conversation if you're just going to drop from one to six. He's clearly the best rookie uh, in his draft class, and he's going to prove it next season. He's going to be back better than ever. So it is what it is. It's just going to be a little chip on his shoulder next season. So I'm not too worried about it. It just sucks because he deserves that, that recognition and that trophy. But, it's you know, it is it is what it is.
2: True. To me, you, you can't drop him from one to six until – <laughs> there's five more rookies that prove that they're better than him. And even though he's out, he can be out and still outperform all of the um other rookies if they don't prove that they're better than him. So, in my opinion, he he still should be one, and he's he's still one in my eyes, but I just don't understand their thought process moving him down.
1: <laughs> it's possible. If the Hornets make the playoffs, which right now we are making a push for it, we just, we just had a really hard uh, West schedule. We, we, I think we played the Lakers and then the Nuggets back-to-back. So we're I think – I believe we're bottom of like seventh or eighth seed. But if we, if we make the playoffs, Lamella's only out for four weeks. So there's a good chance we can make a playoff push. Lamella can come back. Granted, if he can come back, then I believe he should be back in the rookie of the year conversation. And
0: right. um, we, we can only see. Yeah, I don't – even if he doesn't play the rest of the season, I don't think he should be lower than two, honestly. Yeah. Um, if if he doesn't play, I think he'd still have a great argument for the award, although Edwards would probably get it. But ever since LaMelo was in the starting lineup, it's been about a month now. He's averaging over 20 points a game, six assists, six rebounds. Um. He, we had questions about his three-point shot coming into the NBA. He's shooting like 37%, 38, or something like that. was shooting good from the free throw line. Great passer. He's six eight, so he's going to become a good defender probably. He's the real deal. I know. I I, I was
1: so happy. i was so happy. <laughs> well, I, I okay. Won. We got the third pick in the lottery. I would.
2: I would just like to uh, boast about the Bulls front office for one second. Um, There's a lot of people that were questionable with the Patrick Williams' pick, and he didn't even—he <laughs> didn't even start in college. Which, of course, you're—you're you're gonna raise eyebrows when you draft somebody in the with a lottery pick, and he didn't even start in college. But he actually is playing very well, and there are multiple teams that have reached out to the Bulls and asked about him in trades. But if I'm the Bulls, I think you hold on to him because if—if he was their guy and they got him, well, he's. I, I think he's gonna pan out and he, he can play defense too, so
0: no yeah, definitely he's a, he's having a good year. He he's he has started in all forty one games. He's averaging ten points, five rebounds, one assist. He's shooting well from the three point line, thirty eight percent, which is he's a rookie. So and he's not taking a lot of shots either. It's Levine, Lori, like other he's a rookie, he's not gonna be getting a lot of shots. Unless you're one of the couple rookies, but no, nah, he's definitely looked good for the Bulls. Um, Tyrese Halliburton was a later lottery pick. Um, he's played amazing. Quickly on the Knicks was the 25th pick. He's played well. Um, trying to think of others. But yeah, I don't understand these rankings because they also did that with the MVP or the. MVP race is wide open, honestly. Let's just talk about that. LeBron and Embiid were the one and two for the most part. Embiid was one for most of the season. He goes down. LeBron was one eh, in some people's eyes. There's really no clear one, honestly, right now. Um, You got Jokic, uh, Dame, who was carrying Portland without CJ McCollum. They're like the fifth seed, maybe. Um, Luka Doncic, Giannis. Giannis is putting up basically the same numbers of the three seed. He's won back-to-back. He's just not going to get it because of the narrative, basically. That's why. Yeah. But who, John, who's your MVP right now?
1: Right now, I'd say Jokic. If you asked me before the injuries, I would have said Embiid. I mean, being up here in Philly, uh, I've been watching a lot more than the six games than usual. Uh, But Embiid, I mean, he's been insane. I mean, just watching him play. I mean, anything you shoot, it's going in the basket. So I before before injuries I would have said Indeed. but right now because of injuries, I will do Jokic. But I, I like you said the MVP race is wide open, so again, we, we only we can only see.
0: Look at your MVP.
2: My my MVP is it's either Jokic or Dame, to be honest. there's just not many people like Dame, how he's carrying an entire team like that without even CJ McCollum. But, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with Dame if it was right now.
0: Yeah, now that now that Embiid and LeBron are going to be out for what, another month probably, um, I don't know who's going to win it. Harden's getting a lot of talk for it because he hasn't been playing with Kevin Durant, honestly. It's been him and Kyrie um he's leading the league in assists the nets are the hottest team in the league the only reason i don't think he could get it is because just like to be the mvp you have to have like a a season where like to remember like a good season like the way he left houston is kind of like a stain like i don't know i think that might hurt him when it kind of shouldn't um Jokic has like they all have the numbers like steph got hurt He'll be back within a week, probably. He's in the race. Giannis, uh Harden. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I had LeBron the entire time. LeBron was LeBron was my one the entire time. Embiid was two. Cause LeBron and LeBron is top five in defensive player of the year, actually. I'll get in that too. But um so he LeBron's probably out of it now. So I think Jokic is gonna win it now, if I had to pick. Yeah. they're getting better and better because they start off the year not too well. And Jokic is averaging like 28, 10 rebounds and eight assists best passing center of all time. Probably. Yep. Who, John, who's your finals pick right now?
1: I don't know. I think this might change if the trades go, you know, the way they go tomorrow. I mean, if, if Flower gets on the Clippers I don't know, I, I would say Clippers, but right now with no trades, no injuries, I, I'll probably go with the Nets. I mean Kate, Katie, Kyrie, and Hardy. Nets versus who? Right now, Lakers. Nets versus Lakers. But like if Colorado gets on the Clippers, then I'm going Nets Clippers. But it, it no matter I think even if Kawhi is gonna get traded, I still think it'll well maybe not. But if Kawhi gets traded under the Clippers, then it's Lakers or Clippers for sure. So but I mean I think this finals, this year's final should be pretty good. I don't think it'll be a, I think it'll be a game seven.
0: Lucas, you got a finals pick right now, East and West?
2: Well, the Nets just seem to be a, a huge level ahead of everybody else in the East. Besides, the only teams that could even really contest them are the Bucks and the Sixers. But until Embiid comes back, it's probably going to be the Nets, without a doubt, from the East. And um, like you guys said, if if Lowry does go to the Clippers, that just completes their team completely. And if it comes down to... No trades right now or anything. I'm going with the Lakers. But if if trades do go through and people go in and out, I'm going to have to go with the Clippers. If, that's only if they do land Lowry, though. If they don't land Lowry, I still have the Lakers. But when, uh, when it comes down to it, the Nets and the Lakers, I'm going to go with the Nets. They just have so much firepower. You can't keep up with that for the whole game.
0: I know, bro. And I <sighs> – I don't want the Nets to win the championship. It's so annoying. Um, Yeah, I have Nets-Lakers right now, even if the Clippers get Lowry. Um, I'm not counting out the Nuggets because they did beat the Clippers in the bubble. Um, The Jazz, the Jazz are good too. Uh, They played the Nuggets to a game seven last year in the first round. They didn't have Mike Conley for two games. They didn't have Bogdanovich, and they're playing better. The the Jazz right now are actually on pace to break the record for most three-pointers per game with, like, 17. They're one of the top defenses. Do you guys think that the Sixers or Bucks could beat the Nets?
2: No. No. I have have more faith in the Suns beating the Lakers than that happening. Yeah. Ooh. The Suns are very, very good right now.
0: Oh, no. I disagree with that. If there's a if there's a healthy LeBron and AD, the Suns are not beating the Lakers. And if if Embiid's back, then the Nets have literally no answer for Joel Embiid. There's nothing that. No, I know no one. Obviously, no. There's no stopping KD and Harden and Kyrie. But like, there's no size on the Nets. There's nothing down low. Like, there's. Come on. Same with Giannis, too. So, like, I don't know. I feel like those are going to be tough series, especially if those teams make moves, because Philly wants um, Lowry, too. That would be huge. Who does? Philly. Oh, that's
1: right. If Philly
0: gets Lowry, that's also – If Philly Philly gets gets Lowry, I think that's a game six or seven, definitely.
1: Yeah. Now, if if Philly gets Lowry, then I'll – I'll say and then, seven the sixers. I think they could be able to beat uh, the Nets. I mean, granted, it, like you said, it's six or seven, but I, I just feel like whoever gets like, if whoever gets Lowry, honestly, and in tomorrow, hopefully, if, if he gets traded, they have. I think they might have the good, good chance to, uh, work, you know, make make the finals or win the finals. Because I mean, it seems like Larry lottery, if Lowry's on the Clippers, you know, Clippers will make the finals. If Lowry's on 76 sixers. 76ers going to make the finals. I mean, Larry's Ly- a big trade piece right now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what, what happens tomorrow. Ho- hopefully some big, uh, some big moves bombs happen.
0: I know. They need to, they need to start like now.
2: Right. Can you imagine if we wake up tomorrow and go through the whole day and not one trade happens? That would oh,
1: be so uh, long. No. Oh, At least four or five got to happen. Even if it's like, little like weird ones. There's going to be a lot. There's no, gonna
0: yeah, there's definitely going to be some trades.
1: Well, I, I want to oh. see
0: at least I want to see at least three
1: three blockbusters. Ooh! I want to see. I love. I love blockbuster Lowry,
0: Gordon, probably gone. I don't think Lonzo's getting traded. I, I don't
1: think
0: so. Either. Um, should we talk about some NFL? Okay, Kenny there to the Giants. Daniel Jones. This is his last. This is his year to prove himself. If he doesn't perform, then. He's probably getting shipped out. They got Saquon Barkley. Their line has been improving. It's still not great. Um, they got Kenny Galladay. So they have a they have a pretty solid receiving core. They got Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, who has some upside. He had a drop issue last season, but he's a, if he doesn't drop it, he's a good tight end. They also, um,
1: they also, I believe, they signed John Ross too.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did get John Ross. They just signed um Adore Jackson. Their defense was already good last season. Um, It's going to be better this year. They got the 11th pick. They're probably going to use it on either defensive line or O-line, honestly. Um, They
2: just brought back uh, Leonard Williams.
0: Yeah, they locked up Leonard Williams. So, like, the NFC East is probably going to be better this season than last year. I mean, it 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 can't really be worse.
2: Right. It does not take much to be better than it was last year.
0: Um, Washington hasn't done much. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick, so they have a little battle with Heineke and Fitzpatrick, which I guess maybe yeah. they'll draft the quarterback. I don't know.
1: You got Curtis Samuel, too.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a nice move. I like that. Yeah. Curtis Samuel and Terry McCorn is a nice receiving core. Yeah. Dallas is getting Dak back. They locked him up. Um, I'm a favorite Dallas, honestly, just because they, they have Dak Prescott. But I feel like the Giants... Football team, and I have I don't even know what to think about the Eagles right now. I don't. They just, they're, they're, just- they're, the Eagles are a dumpster fire right now. It's
2: it's so much. The drop
0: off, the drop off that they had is crazy. But I'm gonna say the Cowboys win it. Like
2: they still have a lot of weapons, and Dak, as as a lot of people love to hate on him, Dak is a good quarterback. He's top he is, ten. He is actually good. He almost could have broke a record for, if, if he got to play the whole year, he he almost could have broke the record for passing yards in a season. And when you have weapons like um, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and if, if only Zeke could get back to where he was, the Cowboys could be like an actual contender, but I'd say they're still a playoff team.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just think, Dak is the reason why they're going to win it. They're probably going to get, like, eight or nine wins because their defense is still horrible. It's very bad. I think Zeke is going to play better just because you got to respect Dak now.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, he was on pace to shatter – or not shatter, but throw for over 5,000 yards through five games. So they're definitely have to respect that. So they will open it up for Zeke. But, yeah, the NFC East is going to be – it's going to be interesting. It'll it – it actually is interesting every year. Oh, my God. Good or bad, it's interesting every single season. Um, the Browns the Browns have made some moves. I'm trying to think of other teams. The Patriots have been going crazy.
1: They've been shooting off. Oh.
0: Um,
2: the Bucks somehow finding a way to bring back almost all of their core players. Put it and we
1: just don't don't mean to brag right now, but we just signed Donovan Smith and uh, the Dominican Sue today. And that actually actually cleared up $10 million for us. So that gives us more money to re-sign AB or lend, or lend from that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I honestly, salary cap in the NFL really makes no sense to me. The avoidable years somehow cleared up the cap and that's that's how we got more cap. Uh, it's because the avoidable years on, I think, Donovan Smith's contract. But the Buccaneers front office, went from being awful from drafting Robert Aguayo in the second round to landing on all their picks these past two or three years and getting us a Super Bowl. So the Bucks they're they're, they're probably gonna repeat, I wanna
2: say I um, I I saw this thing on Sports Center earlier today and um they were talking about how the Bucks returning all of their players is now like they're tied for the most team returning the most players right after our Super Bowl win from Green Bay in 2010, and um, you really have to just look at Tom Brady because Tom Brady brought the winning culture into Tampa Bay, and all of the core players they decided to choose we over me took a lot of team friendly deals because they love winning, they want to win, they don't that like they'll get the money, but they realize. If they want to win, you have Tom Brady, you're, you're going to do it now. Like, do whatever it takes to win, which they're doing. And you got to give kudos to the Bucks for an office because not a lot of teams would have been able to retain a lot of those players. And they had a lot of free agents that you thought, wow, like they're not going to go to afford them. They're going to have to go somewhere else. But the Bucks managed to uh, make room, and they're, they're, they're looking pretty deadly. And now finally, the past few drafts for the Bucks, they've been you, – you draft what you need – but now, now the Bucks get to draft for luxury. They get to draft who, whoever they want, not whoever they need.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've seen a couple mock um, drafts. Personally, I mean, really we, we can use. I mean, if Shaq was gone, then I think it'd be a different story. But we got everyone back. Um, honestly, I wouldn't mind Najee Harris. Um, if we don't get Leonard Fournette back, I'm you know filling that in for Najee Harris. We run a lot. Um, if you watch boxing, you can see that we have a lot of dumps and dumpster running backs. And Ronald Jones can't catch to save his life. He always has drops.
0: I believe- neither can neither can Leonard Fournette. But it kind of it kind of got improved over the season a little bit. But like yeah. Brady needs that pass catcher.
1: Yeah, Leonard Leonard had Leonard was a better catcher than Rojo, but they were still both awful. And Najee. Yeah. He can catch out the backfield, so I, I'm okay with having Najee Harris as a running back. And honestly, I think I think he'd be a good long-term
2: running back for us. If you guys want a uh, smooth prediction, um, the Packers and Bucks are going to meet up the NFC Championship again. Both teams are just completely re—they're reloading their entire teams, basically. You
1: guys and just they- sign
2: like King. I don't want to hear it. You guys
0: just- hold on, hold on. I like that. I like that prediction. I think it's definitely going to be. I think they definitely going to be the argument. Obviously. But I like the Rams.
2: True, true. I like the
0: Rams. Um, yeah, I really like the Rams. Matthew Stafford is a big upgrade. They don't have a liability on their team now. They did lose their safety. Um, John John Johnson, yeah. That was a big loss. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. But I like the Rams a lot.
2: Um, I, I just feel like you can't bank on the Rams even getting out, out of the uh, NFC East or the NFC West. It's just so loaded with the 49ers getting all their healthy players back. The Cardinals are building up, and um, it's always just the the Seahawks. They just find a way to stay in it.
1: So uh, go ahead, John. I would say the I mean the Seahawks. They gotta they gotta figure something out. I mean, they don't. I, mean, I don't even think they have a first or second round draft pick this year. I think they have to. I think I think their first pick is in the third round. So nice. Need to land on their on their drafts too. I mean, they need to get obviously they need to get line. I mean, that was a big thing for agency that the Seahawks didn't pick up any offensive linemen. I mean, you got yeah. some on there
0: and defensively, honestly. But the Cardinals are a little dark horse team too. Yeah, I, agree. I don't. This is this is going to be Cliff Kingsbury's year. If they don't make the playoffs, I think he's going to get fired. Um, they they start off super hot, but then they just fell off. Um, they stopped scoring, honestly. Kyler slowed down, but yeah, their their offense, just play calling, is what they do, kind of kind of fell apart. But if Kyler takes another step forward, I'm a big Kyler believer. They're going to be a huge threat too. They got J.J. Watt, they got Chandler Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. They're a threat. Um.
2: The two signings that the Cardinals have that were big this offseason, J.J. Watt and A.J. Green, those would have been amazing signings about four or five years ago.
0: No, yeah. I think A.J. Green's kind of finished, but um, J.J. Watt is still good. He has an injury problem, but he's a big presence in the locker room. Um, He's going to affect games when he's on the field. Uh, I, I, just don't, Jones, like.
2: I wish I truly understood J, uh, J.J. Watt's thought process to go to Arizona. It, it it had to be DeAndre Hopkins and Chandler Jones. That's the only, like, reason I can even think, because at first he he was talking about going to a contender, like Green Bay, Buffalo, Cleveland, and then he just he just psyched us all out and went to Arizona. That just seemed like a random team to go to.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: definitely. But I I Ryan said earlier, I think Arizona to be a dark course. I for
2: sure think that.
1: I mean, I, I really like the signing of Adrian Green. I mean he's definitely old and he's probably finished, but I think it's a good snow screen to have. And um, I mean just adding to that. I mean we also have the one wide receiver out of Texas a and then read, the wide receiver is not bad, so but I mean we'll definitely see what's coming up.
0: Yeah, so just uh, to name a couple other players who are on new teams. Bud Dupree went to the Titans. The Titans needed a pass rusher. They signed him to a big contract. Joe Thune left the Patriots and went to the Chiefs. Um, Kenny Gaudet to the Giants. Trey Henderson went to – Hendrickson went to Cincinnati. Um, Oh, Juju stayed. A lot of people thought he was gone, but he stayed on a team-friendly deal. Honestly, that's all the Steelers were offering him. Because he's hoping to get a long-term contract next season with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know how I felt with that, but um. Oh,
1: so that Juju, that Juju leak, that DM leak, that had to been true then, right? <laughs> did it say that Pittsburgh was only going to offer a one-year deal.
0: Yeah. It did.
1: So I, I'm pretty sure that leak was probably real then.
0: No. Yeah, it was. It was um. Okay. Apparently, it was Juju's friend that he was DMing, and then that person leaked it to someone.
1: It's kind
2: of flaw. That is flaw.
0: That is super. Blah. Yeah. So no receivers wanted to go to Baltimore.
2: Right. is Lamar? I have no idea what people have against Lamar, but when they they need a tall receiver, you can't go and win playoff games with a receiver as tall as John. Like how uh, Hollywood Brown is just—he's not built for a number one receiver that's going to draw like doubles. I mean. Unless they want him to try and be like a Tyree Kill, but there's just not gonna be another Tyree Kill.
0: Yeah, no. Oh uh, the big move I thought I thought was huge was um Corey Lindsley left the Packers and went to the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a playoff team next year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um Herbert Herbert had maybe the greatest rookie quarterback numbers wise he did. He broke the he broke passing touchdowns record. Yeah but they stay on track. They have a solid defense. Their line's going to improve. They got weapons like that. Is probably a playoff team, or at least close.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, Seattle didn't jump on uh, Corey Lindsley and try and get him. But the, hey, the the Chargers got arguably one of the best centers in the entire league, and they're they're on the right path, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but I think that just about wraps up everything. Anything else we want to touch on?
2: I, I just got one more thing to say. Um, the Chicago Bears are the laughingstock of the entire NFL. Their front office is god-awful, and they don't really quite know what they're doing. Um, you can see them with the first overall pick in the draft next year. And that's oh,
0: the- really? Over the Lions? Yeah. <laughs> Andy... The Bears tweeted today uh, a picture of Andy Dalton, and they said QB1. QB1, baby, oh,
2: dude. Oh, dude. Well, Mitchell
0: are- Trubisky went straight to being a backup. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Mitch Trubisky's a backup for the Bills now.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, he was not to start over anybody in the NFL, really.
0: I mean, did they not want him over Andy Dalton?
2: Clearly not. Clearly, they completely moved on from him.
0: I think I rather have Trubisky.
2: Yeah, because I feel like he still has time to improve, but you pretty much know what you're getting with Andy Dalton. It's not much, but – and especially for the Bears, just to send Kyle Fuller out of town, tell Akeem Hicks he can uh, request a trade, and you have your – use your franchise tag on Allen Robinson – and then he straight-up told you he has no intentions of signing it, but he just finally signed it with hopes of getting a trade. But the yeah. Bears, yeah, they, they they just don't really know what they're doing this year. Them and the Lions are going to be um, two teams to look out for for the top picks in the draft. So,
0: Yeah, probably. All right, well, that's just about wraps wrap. Uh, so, it all up. I'll see you all. Thank you all.